It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council, with you as always, as I do here on Locked On Panthers, right now in off-season mode, so you're getting three episodes per week. Unless something crazy happens, then you will get an extra episode for the week, maybe even two. But right now, throughout the month of June, only three episodes a week, so make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. On Spotify, you can follow us there. Also on Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you do that, you won't have to worry about me tweeting it out. You can just have it on your phone, download it every morning. A new podcast, a new show comes out, so make sure to do that here on Locked on Panthers. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the offseason, we're going to be having the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. So if you have any questions as they pertain to the Carolina Panthers, please make sure to ask me whatever you have. And I will answer that question for you. And if you get to me late, I will make sure to answer it the next week. But continue to do that every Friday here on Locked on Panthers. You'll be getting a Friday mail bag. Coming up on the show, one of the beloved Panthers is back in the building calling preseason games this upcoming season. Also, a familiar media member here in Charlotte. Could he potentially be a replacement for McMixon? And there is a former Pro Bowler working out for the Carolina Panthers during mandatory minicamp. Could he be an option for the Panthers in their secondary? All that coming up on today's edition of Locked on Panthers. But let's first start off with this week. Mandatory minicamp happening. And this will be the last time the Carolina Panthers are together as a team until July 27th when they report down to Spartanburg, South Carolina on the campus of Wofford College for training camp ahead of the 2021 season. So we have a couple of weeks coming up here. One, two, three, four, five and a half. Five weeks, basically, until, well, I guess, what, six weeks, technically, we're looking at it. It's the 15th day, so 22nd, 29th, 3, 4, 5, 6 weeks until training camp on that Tuesday on the 27th. So it's going to be a long six weeks for a lot of people out there who are craving Panthers football, but that's why I'm here to talk it with you, even though we won't have any news to talk about, hopefully. The only thing that can happen in those six weeks are bad things, as in injuries, arrests, 
We don't need any of that. Please don't have any of that happen with the Carolina Panthers. Well, looking ahead to this week, some of the things to look out for, and it's been a storyline the last couple weeks during OTAs, which, by the way, always remember, are voluntary. Robbie Anderson had a 1,000-yard receiving season last year. It was a career year for Robbie. He's entering the second year of his deal where he will be a free agent coming up in 2022. Whether he'll be here in Carolina or not, that's still to be determined. But whether he'll be in Carolina on Tuesday is certainly a question for some people out there. Will Robbie Anderson show up? Matt Rule didn't really have any answers to why Robbie Anderson wasn't around for OTAs. Anybody who was asked about it, like Sam Darnold, said they weren't concerned. DJ Moore, who said the team felt that it was important, being one of the youngest teams, actually the youngest team in the NFL, that they should have everyone available and out at OTAs. And Robbie Anderson did not show up for either of the weeks. So will he show up on Tuesday? I'd imagine he would. It's mandatory. If he doesn't, he's going to get fined. And it's not like he's holding out for a new contract or he's disgruntled like an Aaron Rodgers is. There should be no issue. I would expect Robbie Anderson to show up on Tuesday, unless secretly he is holding out for a new contract or he's upset because the Panthers potentially shopped him, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. I just don't see that being the case. His former college head coach, Matt Rule, being probably one of the main reasons he came here. He had some success in the offense last year, and you would think it would be important for the Panthers. Last time, again, they get to work out together as a team within the team structure of the organization that one of their top wide receivers would show up for minicamp. If he doesn't, well, I guess that's a storyline we can talk about going into the offseason, which is really interesting if he doesn't. Um, Also, not just who's going to show up, who's going to be available? There's been a lot of guys who've been limited throughout OTAs, like Brian Burns, who had offseason surgery, Um, Jeremy Chin, who also had offseason surgery, and he's moving back to safety, Ichor Grossmatos, who he had injuries throughout last season, Trent Scott, who I would say is probably... You know, he's the incumbent, at least, at left tackle in terms of being a starter. He's going to be battling Cam Irving and Brady Christensen, Dennis Daly, Greg Little um, for that starting spot at left tackle. He was out last week, so will he be back? Also, second-round pick Terrace Marshall, he's been brought around slowly, so likely not going to see him. Matt Rule actually answered that question a couple weeks ago, saying that as long as he's healthy by training camp, then the Panthers will be happy. So don't expect really anything at Terrace Marshall. But in terms of just being able to figure out what the offensive line is going to look like because we had the conversation back on Friday about Taylor Moten playing some left tackle because of the guys who are that were out Cam Irving and Trent Scott who I just mentioned would that hurt their development or will it give guys like Brady Christensen who was drafted by the Panthers in the third round as they traded up second round grade as a guard third round grade as a left tackle by the team could he get more reps out there at left tackle? And could that be the beginning of him actually taking over a position that's been much maligned and is in desperate need of someone to take over and be that long-term option at left tackle? We'll see if that happens uh, coming up. And offensive line combinations outside of that. Who's going to be out there at left guard? Will be Pat Elfline? Will he be starting? Or maybe Deontay Brown brought in from Alabama via the draft. Will he be out there available. John Miller, is he going to be right there at right guard? Of course, Taylor Moten back at right tackle as long as the guys on the left side are healthy. Where does Greg Little, Dennis Daly, where do they fit into things? And I'd imagine Matt Paradis has everything locked down at center. That's something I'm really interested to see what all that looks like. Also staying on the offense, starting tight end. Dan Arnold brought in after having a solid season last year with the Arizona Cardinals. You would think that he's going to be a red zone threat. He's more of a pass-catching tight end than he is a blocking tight end. Uh, We already have now Tommy Trimble drafted out of Notre Dame. 
uh, this past year, and he's likely to be the run blocking tight end, but he also offers some athleticism where he could develop down the line to be an all around tight end, not just a run blocking tight end. Then there's Ian Thomas, where it's kind of make or break for him. He talked about how it was difficult for him to really lock in and pick up the offense last season because of all the virtual um, meetings and the nature of the entire offseason program and season long program. So he did struggle last week in OTAs. So will he bounce back? Just looking at that position group is something I think it's important. And, of course, Sam Darnold, his last couple days to be around these guys within the frame of this offense, to be around these coaches. Yes, he's going to continue to work out, I imagine, with Will Greer and P.J. Walker. And then you'll obviously have D.J. Moore there. Robbie Anderson will show up. Ian Thomas, Christian McCaffrey. He'll continue to do that. I imagine he'll do that. Maybe he'll spend some time out west where him and CMC have worked out together before in California, his home. So we'll see what works out there. But Sam Darnold getting work with quarterback coach John Ryan and with Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, and of course with Matt Rule and having this offensive line and getting the kind of rapport that he needs to get with these guys who might not all be there with him working out throughout the rest of the offseason, that's so important for him and for the Panthers. The Panthers made a massive gamble, in my opinion, trading for Sam Darnold, who was not good in New York. We've been over the reasons why. There's plenty of excuses, but no matter how you slice it, he was terrible as a New York Jet quarterback after being drafted third overall in 2018. This is his opportunity to prove that he is better than what we saw the last three years. If he doesn't play well, as we just saw this past season with Teddy Bridgewater and earlier this offseason, the Carolina Panthers are more than willing to move on to someone else and Deshaun Watson, who's not showing up for the Houston Texans. He still has his legal troubles. That's certainly a name that I'm I'm sure interests uh, David Tepper and his organization if all that stuff gets cleared. And Deshaun continues to say that he no longer wants to be a part of the Texans organization. So there's some things to look at heading into mandatory minicamp this week before the Panthers go on a six-week hiatus. And we really do hit the doldrums of the NFL uh, news cycle here on Locked on Panthers and throughout the rest of the league. So let's get into some news also that came out on Monday. I think it has a lot of Panthers fans excited because this is one of the most beloved Panthers out there back in the building. But first, guys, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count. 
getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Carolina Panthers never just announce news via press release and move on. It's always a show. And that's great when you have probably the best social media team in all of the NFL. Big news on Monday morning came out as one of the most beloved Carolina Panthers is back in the building. And they threw out a little video. And here's the audio from said video. Eighty-nine. Hey, it's Taylor. What's up, man? Can you come to the stadium right now? All right. See you then. My man, what's going on? What's up, brother? Well, I'm going to be doing the play-by-play uh-huh. for the Panthers this preseason. How okay. cool is that? That's pretty cool. Why am I here, though? Well, let me show you around. Here, right. come what, take these. What is, what, what you just take this for a second. I'm pumped about doing these games, man. Okay, Matt Rule in his second well, season is going to build this franchise the way he wants to do it. New quarterback Sam Darnold. He's got Christian McCaffrey, who's a healthy guy now. You know, he never had McCaffrey as a healthy player last year. And, man, I am pumped about the draft. J.C. Horn was awesome in college. I actually did a lot of his games on television. Here we're coming this way. This is the production room. Coming this way. And then the second week, we're back here for the Ravens. That'll be a big game for you. And then the third game, we got the Steelers. Going to be oh, having you here with me. Why am I here? Just sit down. Come on, man. I'll, I'll you, tell you all about. You're it. lucky, you're a friend. Taylor, what am I doing here? I told them I would do the play-by-play if you were the analyst. What? Yeah. Me? Eight nines back in the building. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, stand by in three, two. One, and we're live. That's right, Agent 89, Steve Smith. Ice up, son. Back in the building for the Carolina Panthers. Going to be an analyst for the three preseason games. Remember, that's changed. Now there's 17 regular season games. There's now three preseason games. He's going to be on the call with them alongside Taylor Zarzer who lives here in Charlotte, formerly a host on FNZ, WFNZ. He hosted Afternoons for a couple years. He's gone on to SiriusXM where he's doing some stuff with PJ Tour Radio. I actually think he operates the channel. Uh, he has experience calling major championships, including the one here in Charlotte in 2017, the PGA Championship that was won by Justin Thomas. He also calls some games on the SEC Network throughout the season with Matt Stinchcomb calling SEC football. Also calls a little bit of SEC baseball, so... He's all around talented dude. So that'll be a really cool combination. Those guys linked up back in the day when Taylor was at WFNZ and Steve would come on with him uh, twice a week. And that's really when Steve kind of started off his media career, which has obviously led him to the NFL Network where he does a ton of work with them. So cool to see Steve Smith uh, to be back here in Carolina. And last week I was really hard on David Tepper in terms of the fact that a billionaire, a man worth $14.5 billion, which you can't even fathom how much money He's worth, seriously. Like, that's a number, but like, it's insane how much money this guy has. A man who's worth that wants to pay for only a third of a stadium while he'll have the city of Charlotte 
or Mecklenburg County, however it works out there, will pay for another third, and PSLs will pay for the other third. So he's only going to pay for a third, while basically everyone else, his fan base, pays for two-thirds of a new stadium. Now, he said he's not going to force it on anybody and all that kind of stuff, and he does plenty of good in community. Because when he did announce that to the media, without really even being asked about it, he was actually giving up $500,000 of his own money for a new park there in Rock Hill. So he's done plenty of good deeds. The guy certainly seems to have uh, a good heart. He's not hes not shy to give away his money to the, the community. He's invested in the city of Charlotte and the surrounding area. So I appreciate him for that, although he can kick rocks when it comes to uh, talking about that stadium at Bank of America Stadium is going to fall down. And he wants the public basically to pay for two-thirds of the stadium, although he said he's not going to force it on them. Okay, that being said, I have to give him credit when credit's due. David Tepper getting Steve Smith to come back, bringing him back into the fold, he deserves a ton of credit for doing that. Taking over this team, they have not won a lot of games, but he has reworked the business side of things. He's reworked the football side of things. And in terms of just alumni relations and Steve Smith getting him back, Someone who talked about blood and guts when the Panthers went on the road to face the Ravens. He had those two touchdowns and how things worked out here in Carolina at the end with Dave Gettleman moving on from Steve Smith and wanting younger players like Cam Newton and Luke Keekley to have a leadership role and feeling like Steve Smith couldn't be here in his locker room anymore, having to leave his home while his family stayed here in Charlotte. And Steve's a guy who, look, you can have your opinion on Steve Smith, but there's no doubt that he's one of the best Panthers of all time, if not the best Panther of all time. He hopefully will be a future Hall of Famer. He's done a lot of great work with the Steve Smith Foundation, and particularly when it comes to fighting against domestic violence, a, a cause that is near and dear to his heart. Is that something he had to deal with um, growing up? Um, so the guy loves the city, and he loves his organization. But he was mad for a very long time, and rightfully so. So one of the best things David Tepper has done, not putting the logo on the field, which I never really cared all that much about where they had the shield. I thought it was kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, there's far more greater things like winning that I actually care about more than that kind of stuff. But Tepper's gone out there. He's drank beers of fans. He has tried to be the benevolent billionaire, and he's made himself accessible, which I appreciate. But bringing back Steve Smith and in the whole Hall of Honor, and putting Jake DeLome in there and Jordan Gross and Wesley Walls and Steve, that's awesome. Because it was well past due for all of that kind of stuff to happen here in Carolina. David Tepper has brought the Panthers into the 21st century. Um, it took a while for us to get here. The 21st century in terms of sports organizations, particularly here in the NFL and in Charlotte. So I give him credit for what he's done. Now, there is a question that I saw brought up on Twitter after the announcement that Taylor Zarzer, maybe he's being groomed to be the potential replacement for McMixon. And by the way, I will have some stuff for you guys um, around the holiday weekend coming up here shortly um, with McMixon. So stay tuned for that. Taylor Zarzer, again, been in Charlotte for a, a while now, hosted on WFNZ, has plenty of play-by-play experience both on TV and on radio. This will be a TV gig that he's doing. Maybe he could be the the replacement for Mick. I just I'll say this. I don't know if it's kind of David Tepper has plenty of money. So if he wants to throw money at Taylor and be like, "Hey, come be our our radio play by play," I'm sure he'll do it. Just right now, from what I know about him from the outside, someone who is a big time golfer who got to play the little par three in Jim Nance's backyard. Go check it out it's on Instagram. 
who has played Quail Hollow multiple times and is a big-time golf guy and who's been out um, to the Open Championship in England and has been able to cover major championships like the Masters and the PGA and the U.S. Open. And he's getting to run the PGA Tour radio on SiriusXM and has his own show. And then throughout the fall on Saturdays, he's traveling and doing um, TV play-by-play for SEC Network and calling SEC games. Now, there are guys out there like Wes Durham who now works for the ACC Network and is the Falcons radio play-by-play who does a daily radio show throughout the week. Then he travels on Saturdays. Now, last year, of course, with COVID, not so much, but he travels on Saturdays to go to games, and then he'll go wherever the Falcons are. The same thing happens with uh, Gene Deckerhoff, who is the voice of Florida State Seminoles and also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Florida State, they could be elsewhere, and he'll find a way to get to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. So it is possible that he could be the next guy. It would probably be another one of his jobs. I don't know if it's kind of set in stone. It will be interesting because Taylor is, uh, I think he's only probably in his early 40s, so he's got plenty of time to do it. Jim Zoki is a name that would make a lot of sense considering he's been around since day one with the Panthers radio network and he's paid his dues. Nice guy. But I did find it interesting when someone out there pointed out maybe they're grooming Taylor Zarzer to be the next voice. Now, there's plenty of times where people out there only do a couple of preseason games, like Mina Kimes of NFL of ESPN, who's on NFL Live now. She did a couple of Rams games uh, last season. So only, what, four Rams games, and that was it. So there's the case where people just do preseason games. Like Mike Rucker, who's been doing them the last couple seasons with Mick and then Zoki calling it on the radio. That's the only time you ever see him around. So we'll see. We'll see how things work out there as it pertains to who will be the replacement. But really cool to have Steve Smith around here for the Carolina Panthers. Now, could the Panthers have a new player coming into the fold here in mandatory minicamp? A former Pro Bowl safety going to be working out for the Panthers. Is this something you get excited about, or is it a little bit overblown? We'll get into that in just a moment. Guys, I've been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavors. You got to check these out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel are a dynamic lineup of flavors or something for everyone. They're soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% chocolate. And if you don't want to have just one flavor, you can get a mixed box. That means you can get peanut butter brownie and cherry together, or you can get coconut almond and salted caramel together as well. Or you can just go all out with brownie flavors and get mint brownie and peanut butter brownie. So all those options are available for you at with Built Bar. And here's the cool thing about Built Bar. Built Bars are healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. This is why I'm telling you to get to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. As we talked about earlier, mandatory minicamp going on this week for the Carolina Panthers before taking a six week hiatus prior to training camp down in Spartanburg, South Carolina on the campus of Wofford College. Go Terriers. There's some news, though, leading up to minicamp. Hashan Clinton Dix, better known as Haha Clinton Dix, a former first-round pick out of Alabama, will be trying out for the Panthers at minicamp. I believe it was first reported by Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. So, some interesting news there. I have talked about it before. The Carolina Panthers, their safety situation with Jeremy Chin moving back there, his more natural position where he played in college at Southern Illinois, next to Justin Burris. Behind them, I was concerned about their depth. Back a couple weeks ago, that depth was Sam Franklin, who, as an undrafted free agent, had to start a couple times last season when Burris was out. That also included Kenny Robinson, who was drafted in the fifth round out of really the AAF after being dismissed from West Virginia, didn't make the initial 53-man roster, and then spent time on and off the practice squad and active roster last fall. It also included Miles Hartsfield, who also moonlights as a running back for the Panthers and a kick returner and a special teams guy overall. Was not feeling comfortable with those three. The Panthers did, after rookie minicamp, go out there and sign Lano Hill, who was a starter uh, for a few seasons out in Seattle, back when Scott Fitter, of course, was out there um, working under John Snyder, the Seahawks GM. So getting a new Seahawk or a former Seahawk here to Carolina made a lot of sense, and someone who is a veteran and has played the position. So that made me feel a little bit better about the depth, even though Chen, really first time playing there full-time, which he's really not going to play full-time, and I'm not quite concerned about Jeremy Chin, but Justin Burris, I think there's still the jury is out on him. And then Lano Hills, a guy who is now onto his second team in the NFL. I don't know if you call that the greatest safety spot in the NFL. Obviously not. I don't know how it ranks. I know Pro Football Focus has been doing a ton of rankings on position groups, and we'll get into some of that uh, later on this week. I just don't necessarily feel all that great about what they have with that depth chart. And that's not a, no offense to any of those guys. Now, Clinton Dix, who is only 28 years old, he has started every game he's played in outside of his rookie year with the Green Bay Packers. Now, last season, though, was a little different. He was a pro bowler back in 2016 in Green Bay. Last year, he signed a one-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys. That was $2 million guaranteed but he was cut prior to week one of the season. And he did not re-sign with any team in 2020. So Clinton Dix was out of the league, currently is out of the league. He tried out for the Houston Texans a couple weeks during their rookie minicamp, didn't get picked up by them, a team that if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, I think a lot of folks are going to be expecting them to be the number one, uh, the team's going to get the number one pick in 2022. That's how bad the Texans look without Watson, and they were very bad with Deshaun Watson last year and still having J.J. Watt and Will Fuller. Now, none of those guys are seemingly going to be Texans this year as Fullers in uh, Miami, and of course, J.J. Watson of Arizona, and Deshaun Watson, well, who knows what's going to happen with him. Maybe he'll be a Carolina Panther one day. But bringing in Clinton Dix, I think it makes sense to at least see what he has. 
And he's got to be a guy who is determined to be in the league. He's still young enough at 28 years old where he fits into the secondary. And again, as a former pro bowler, I'll take that. The Panthers this offseason in their secondary had two former pro bowlers. One in A.J. Boye, who last season, he had his issues with injuries and also with the PED suspension that's going to happen for the first two weeks of the season. So he really didn't play that much in Denver last year. He was in the league at least. But Clinton Dix, he was not. So I would still feel good about that, just the fact that they added two former pro bowlers. And at least one of them is still in his 20s in Clinton Dix, while the other one isn't a more of an aging player, but a player that I will take, especially considering what the depth chart looked not too long ago at cornerback for the Carolina Panthers. Especially, I mean, hell, not too long ago, last year. I will just say this. I wouldn't overreact, though, to the Panthers potentially signing Clinton Dix because, again, the guy was not in the league last year. And you have to wonder, after being traded to Washington from the Packers when they were still the Redskins and then signing with Dallas, and Dallas' defense was really bad last year, and they cut him before the season even started, You have and no team picked him up from there. You have to wonder if the league is done with this guy because it's really hard once they've seen you and they don't really want you around anymore to stick around. Now, as a former first-round pick, you will continue to at least get looks. Not necessarily opportunities. You'll get a look. So he's getting a look here in Carolina. I would still say that even if he gets signed, the expectation going into 2021 should be that Jeremy Chin and Justin Burris are the starters at safety with some depth, with Leno Hill, who I imagine will make the roster, and then potentially Clinton Dix, who... We'll see if he makes the roster, but considering what's back there behind them, uh, at least next to those guys, if they both get signed, Sam Franklin, Miles Hartsfield, and Kenny Robinson, well, if they're any good, then they probably should be able to beat those guys out. Again, not trying to say anything negatively about them, but they are younger players, and these are experienced guys coming into Carolina, potentially Lano Hill already on the roster, and then HaHa Clinton Nix potentially on the roster. So, yeah, be excited that they find they sign a former Pro Bowler if it does happen. Just recognize that we probably need to temper the expectations considering the guy literally did not play football last year. He didn't opt out. The league opted out on him. All right, so that concludes another episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Again, folks, make sure to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. You can also check us out on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter, at Council where every Friday throughout the offseason, I'm doing our weekly Friday mailbag here. So send me in your questions either at me or DM me, and I'll get to your questions every Friday throughout the offseason. Again, thank you so much for your support, and I will talk to you later. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.